This is episode number 34 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner's Show. We are excited that you guys could be with us today because we have a really cool episode for you guys. Uh, Kev, how you doing, man? Dude, I am fantastic. I am a year older, and... Um, That's right. Birthday's tomorrow. Well, I mean... It'll, it'll, of recording the, the birthday's tomorrow. So when this goes out, I will have already... You've been two weeks older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's going to be so crazy. I'm, I'm starting to see a little uh, faded red in the beard. Yeah, faded red, and uh, <laughs> there's this other color joining it. Yeah. There's a few strands of some weird foreign color. Which, by the way, faded red, that's like a cool band name right now. I'm claiming it right now. Okay. Fadedred.com. Faded it's specifically it. marketing to gingers. <laughs> Um, I will play in this band. <laughs> Do you have room for a kazoo player? Well, I, I think in Faded Red, we could only have redheaded people, so... Oh. Not red-faced people. Oh, dang. <laughs> well, that... I'm right out. <laughs> right out. So, I, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, man, uh, s- semi being... Well, let me put it this way. There's not, probably not a good way to put this. So... A couple weeks ago, we, we talked about my, my infamous B video. Oh, that we didn't talk about it. We laughed about <laughs> it a lot. And apparently several other people did too. Okay. And let, let me tell you, just having like a slight taste of internet fame, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're done? <laughs> I'm, I, I played my one chip. Wow. Uh, and That's I, all it I took. think I think I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I I think I had like 50 different people walk up to me, doing Bubba impersonations. Well, maybe if your shtick wasn't <laughs> Bubba Gump, <laughs> it wasn't my shtick. It was all I had. <laughs> That's all I could come out with. It was is now <laughs> your shtick. <laughs> I can't repeat it though. I mean, no. like, what am I gonna go do? Get another bee? I'm just walking around with bees stinging me in the lips so I can do that. No, I mean, I'm fine with it. The, your audience demands it. Actually, <laughs> well, they're gonna be severely disappointed. <laughs> oh man, that so, was hilarious. sorry, guys. One time performance. <laughs> okay, well. You hope. Yeah. You hope. No more bee face stings. Oh, man. That was unpleasant. Like, I'm still, like, I can still, like, feel, like, parts of it. It's there. It's there. Like, oh, man. Because it moved, like, you see, that's the thing. It was funny for the internet, but they didn't see, like, the aftermath where, like, it moved from my lip to my cheek and into my ear. Oh, man. Yeah. It was big fun. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Anything I... for the fans. <laughs> Except for doing it again. <laughs> Except for doing it again. <laughs> Not doing it, people. That's right. Yep. So, well, if, if you haven't yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Do it now. Like us on Facebook. Do it now. Follow us on Instagram. Do it now. Instagram. Instagram. The, the Enneagram. It, That's completely You can take different. that test if you want to. It'll yeah. probably be really helpful. Yeah, it was for me. So, take it and then follow us on Instagram. That's right. And YouTube. YouTube. Hey, man, the, here's the deal. So... I know that our listeners are dying to see more of our ugly mugs. Yep. Um, and so I am slowly working the backlog <laughs> of episodes back onto YouTube. I've got a new computer, and uh, we just put a new one up uh, just yesterday. And so we're going to be working on that. So go to YouTube. And by we, we mean mean Kevin. Exactly. (laughs) I'm the one that does the work, people. Um, (laughs) So go to the Homeowner Show uh, on YouTube. Subscribe there. Hit the bell. You'll never miss an episode. That's right. That's right. So tell your friends and write us a, a review, a rating on iTunes. We would love that. And I think that's probably all of the... Uh, cheap plugs we can give. Yep. At this and, point. and so at this point, we need to go ahead and, and bring in Maury over here from yeah. Freedom Home Services. Yeah, absolutely. And Kevin and I were, were talking with, with Maury before the show, and like we, we want to learn as much about this as possible, but we, we, we know that we're going to be getting some good stories. Yes. Because Maury, why don't you tell everybody what you do? 
Well, I, uh, I'm a general contractor. We do roofing and remodeling here in the greater Houston area. Um, but we also do hoarding remediation, Oh, which is kind of a holdover from a maid service that I started about 12 years ago. A holdover. A holdover. Okay. Exactly. So we don't, we don't do the recurring service anymore, like okay. daily, weekly, bi-weekly, what have you. But we held on to the hoarding remediation because I just found it to be so rewarding. And, you know, there's just so much that you get back yeah. uh, from helping somebody in a situation like that. So, mm. so it's, uh, it, it's, it's inspiring, really. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. This is, this is so incredibly fascinating to me, Mari, because <laughs> I'm like, so glad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> or else I guess I wouldn't be here. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. I mean, so I, a few years ago, I came across the show, the TV show hoarders mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if you've ever, you know, have you had, watched an episode of Hoarders? You know, I hate to admit it. I never Never have. watched it? Okay. I've watched a few minutes and it was so sad. Oh, yeah. 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 You know? Well, uh, it, for me, it was one of those deals. It's like cage fighting. Yeah. I can't look away. Right. Like whenever I turn to like MMA stuff, I'm like, I'm locked. Yeah. I got to watch people beat the crap out of each other. I don't know why. It's I, like a, <laughs> watching a slow moving accident. Absolutely. Yeah. And so... um with with this hoarder, like I couldn't, I was I was shocked at at the way um, some people were unfortunately mm-hmm. living their life, and it was it's a problem, and so it's a real eye opener. It is, is. yeah, and yeah. so I'm I'm fascinated <clears throat> by this topic, um, and I, I'm really pretty excited to to hear kind of what what this is like for you, what sure. you do, how sure. you got into it and okay. some of those sorts of things. Yeah. So right. you, you had the maid service that you guys were operating. Was this something you kind of stumbled into? Exactly. Or? Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nose on the head right there. Uh, is that the right phrase? You can, you can use the, it. It's the, fine. The head on the nail or the as long as it's not the bee on go. the lip. There you go. Yeah. We don't want, we don't want, I don't even want to see that. I'm sorry, but I am going to go look it up. Just, oh, yes. you know, Cause Please I'm interested do. now. It is like yeah. that slow accident that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> yes, yeah. fantastic. It's good comedy. Well, I um, so yeah, we've been running the maid service for a couple of years, and uh, at that time, I was going out and actually doing the in-person quotes. Mm-hmm. You know, not just giving them a quote over the phone, but actually going, seeing what the situation was, and then kind of signing up on signing them up on weekly or bi-weekly service. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a that was kind of the normal deal. So we, I get a call from a lady, um, kind of North Houston. And uh, I figure it's just a regular maid service call. So we go out there and it just so happened I had a friend of mine in town. He was just kind of tagging along. And um, we get there. It's a nice little, you know, ranch style house. You know, you can't really tell anything from the outside. So we knock on the door and she answers. And it's this sweet old lady who's um, got a problem with her foot. She's had recent surgery, having trouble getting around. And so we're having this conversation at the door and I look behind her. And we look behind her and there's just these mountains of boxes and trash and just, just right out of the show hoarders, Yeah, you know? And it was at that time, uh, it was a little shocking, you know, really shocking to see somebody living in those conditions. So she kind of took us through and it was, it was classic. There was the little pathways and there was just the mountains of just stuff in every single room. And none of the rooms could be used the way they were designed to. Mm. So her, like her bedroom, for example, was just stacked high with every, you know, masses of clothes and again, boxes and just knickknacks, just all kinds of other things. And a, a lot of it was piled on her bed. So she wasn't sleeping in her bed. She was sleeping in this little recliner in the living room, just oh surrounded gosh. by a bunch of junk. And so that struck me right away. And then we walked you know, through the rest of the house and we found there had been this really bad uh, rat infestation. Mm. There was, you know, uh, dead rodents everywhere in the house. In the house, or, yeah. This just, isn't outside the house, this right? Is, I exactly. want to make that clear. Exactly. And then there had also been this horrible, uh, you know, roach infestation, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure you can, you know, <laughs> understand. Yeah. And so, and then the kitchen was just completely unusable. I mean, there was stuff stacked on the floor. She couldn't really. She could only really get to her refrigerator Hmm. and so we kind of and then every room was just uh really really bad so i kind of 
I was taken aback a little bit, but then um, seeing her in this situation. Oh, and then she'd also recently lost her husband who had been the hoarder. So there, he'd like really been into um, repairing cars. And so there's just these stacks of all these car repair manuals everywhere. I mean, this guy must have had one for every car in the world. Oh my gosh. You know, ever. So it wasn't even her mess. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, I did a little, a little bit of research. We told her we were going to help her out. And uh, we got to work. And, um, you know, about 14 days later, we had had, we kind of completely transformed her house back into usable condition. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of work that went into that. But uh, she was just so happy at the end and she was crying and just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, that's where I kind of got hooked mm. on it. And I was like, you know, I really like doing this. Mm. I think this could be a service I could offer to other people. Yeah. So that's well, kind of so, where so, it started. So talk to me about the process of removal. I mean, cause, cause to me, I think if I were to walk into that situation, my, and this is my, insensitivity okay i'm gonna put that out there right now <laughs> my my initial thought would be this just all has to go in the garbage i mean this is because probably i mean you know three quarters of the stuff if not more was just that mm-hmm. or it had been left in in a state that now rendered it as garbage and so you know i know a lot of people um the, the the reason they are hoarder to begin with is they say, I can't throw that away. I can't throw that away. So, so kind of walk through the process. What does that even look like? Well, the the lucky thing about our situation is that as opposed to the TV show is that um, the people that are contacting us, whether they're family members, friends, or the people themselves, have kind of already made that decision to do something, yeah. which can be the toughest part. Yeah. But we can run into sometimes being halfway through a, a project and somebody really starts to slow down and, you know, starts to question and then it, things can kind of come to a halt. So we almost have to relitigate the whole reason why they need to keep going. Uh. So that's that's interesting. Um, but uh, the process is typically... You know, I, I, I kind of approach it from a safety standpoint. And so we're we're going to go in and clear all the walkways. Uh, a lot of times that's starting with all the trash. Uh, if that's really a big issue in a particular job, you know, just get all of the trash out first as much as possible. And then we go into a sorting process. And that's where we find out, determine, you know, okay, like in this lady's case, there was so much that had been soiled. Mm. As you can imagine, that was kind of low hanging fruit, like, mm-hmm. you know, clothes that were just exposed, not boxed up, not mm-hmm. protected. You know, that's got to go. And, um, you know, that extends to everything, the books, the magazines, the papers, um, you know, bed linens, you know, you, you can just imagine, you know, what all the stuff that, you know, a regular house usually has in it. Um, the, well, we go through that sorting process, kind of a rough sort to begin with. So we're, you know, in this lady's case, again, um, there was a lot of stuff that was, had been protected by being packed away. So we probably got, you know, most of the trash out and, um, a lot of, a lot of boxes and things that, that, you know, were problematic. So I would say something like 40% of that initial job was just the trash removal Hmm. and getting rid of that stuff. And then we started in on the, on the real sorting between, okay, what can be donated and what do you really want to hold on to now? So we've already figured out what can be held on to. Now it's a a question of, Hey, do you really need this stuff? There was so much stuff left over from a husband. It was kind of, that was kind of an easy, easy part of it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we work through that sorting process. Then we organize the. So we we kind of take the trash away, either with a trailer, or get a dumpster on site, um, and then um, we'll take all the stuff that she ends up wanting to donate. We'll take that to donation centers. So we're really pulling a lot of stuff out in that hmm. those first two phases, and then it's down to the fine sort where we're really figuring out, you know. Um, what is there anything else sure. that needs to be uh, 
uh, gone through. But the thing that I, so it's a safety thing for me first, you know, clear, clear out those walkways, make, make sure you can get out of the house if there's a fire. Or exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then that's where the maid service experience comes in. We do a really thorough cleaning and sanitation, you know, mm. getting everything up off the floor. That's really key. Um, but then in her case, we're, we're pulling all of the silverware and glasses and dishes and things out of the cabinets. I'm out in the backyard. My friend was laughing at me because I, you know, I had this big station set up. I had <laughs> the bleach water, had the rinse water. I had my racks and everything. But I was bound to determine that, you know, she needed this stuff. Sure. And so it was going to be clean to the kind of the nth degree. And then we went back in and, and did the same thing inside the cabinets, the drawers, uh, just every square inch. We tried to, uh, you know, kill all the bacteria. Yeah. yeah. Which is also a safety issue. Is yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, that's just trying to make it a, you know, safer and healthier and sure. then, you know, ultimately a happier, happier place to live in. Yeah. And in a situation like that, I mean, like, it sounds like she had, I mean, I hate to use the word victim, but like, she, sure. you know, her husband had been the hoarder and she hadn't, she was just sort of living in this situation and it's probably easier for her. Have you dealt with a situation where the person who has been, you know, quote unquote, the hoarder on site, like watching you guys go through everything like that? I mean, and was it really difficult for them to you know, come to terms with that? Or is that something, because I, I know you said that coming to terms is the hardest part. Is that something that you kind of help them realize yeah, sometimes? I, and, and yeah, and I, I try not to, you know, I, I say immediately, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to be a therapist. I don't, put, I'm not putting myself out as a, a therapist. Right. Uh, but I'm often giving therapy. And, and that's when we have folks like the lady who, uh, you know, this is kind of a flippant sort of example, but, it's a little humorous. She, you know, she had something like 13 watering cans. Um, you know, we had gotten through a lot of, of her issues, but she had these 13 watering cans that she really was having trouble getting rid of. And they're all different sizes, different colors. You know, they're cute and all. They're, some are plastic. There's some metal. And I'm like, you know, um, do you really need, you know, come on, went back and forth, you know, she's like, what does it hurt? What's the problem? And I said, you know, it's really not a, I don't think it's a problem per se, but think about it. Do you really need 13? Can we, you know, let's do, let's get a win. Can we maybe narrow it down to three? Yeah. You know? And then she said, no, you know, uh, how about nine? I'll do nine. <laughs> She's and then we're in this negotiation <laughs> mode. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, uh, I know where this is going to end up. Yeah. We're going to end up at seven, right. you know, seven and a half or right. six and a half or what have you. And I kept, we, I kept pushing back and pushing back. And that's another thing that I, I think is important is, you know, we're trying to be as compassionate as possible and as respectful as possible. Yeah. And I've usually got two or three people that have been with me for a while helping out. So we're, you know, we've established that, but I'll keep pushing if, if I think there's an opening there. Sure. And so I was really happy to get her down to two. Wow. Oh, wow. I think it was three, maybe watering cans. Okay. He held but, your ground. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a big deal. Yeah. So uh, kind of related to that question, one, one question I've got is what, how, how many people do you have that call and say, uh, my mom or my relative or my best friend is really needing your, your services versus, um, the one who's in the situation calling and saying, I need help. It's probably 75, 25. Okay. So 75% of the time it's a family member, a friend, um, a neighbor, you know, who's kind of become friendly over time. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, primarily family members and I, and I see it as a real, you know, we're all kind of faced with this issue, um, of, how to help our parents when it's time for them to transition. They've reached a certain age. Sure. And um, it's the question about, you know, are they going to move out, yeah. downsize, transition to, you know, assisted living, what have you. Um, but a lot of times the, uh, you know, the, the sons or daughters aren't aware, you know, like there was this one situation where, uh, it was the the son and daughter lived out of state, and every time over the last ten years, the dad would anytime they came to visit would say, "Hey, let's go eat out." Okay, no problem. They really didn't, you know, think it was an issue, but mm, um, okay. the time added up, and so he um, he passed away, mm. and so they came to 
they had to dispose of his property and they came in and it was just full on. The guy was a tool hoarder. He had a massive craftsman, huge, one of those craftsmen or snap on or something, mm-hmm. just this huge, tall tool chest in the middle of the living room. Oh my gosh. Along with everything else. And then ev- absolutely every tool you can imagine under the sun in the garage. And then just, you know, the regular huge accumulation of everything else. And so, um, they were just completely shocked and and uh, really saddened yeah. that they weren't aware that he had been living in this kind of uh, uh, situation. Yeah. So, well, so what what makes that crossover in your mind then? Because I mean, I I think some people might hear that and go, "Oh, he was a tool collector, mm-hmm. not a tool hoarder." Mm-hmm. You know, because and and probably in his mind he was rationalizing these tools are worth something. I'll be able to sure. sell them or trade them or whatever. Or I need every one of them. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so when did, when does that when does that cross over? Well, it, it crosses over. I'm also thinking about the like these you know like 35 year olds living in their mother's basement with their comic books. You know, <laughs> 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 I mean, it, at some point that becomes a problem. Not just the age, but you know that the, the yes, accumulation of the very definitely. Um, and it becomes a problem whether it's tools, whether it's clothing, whether it's just over buying stuff. Uh, when it just really starts to interfere with using the home as it was intended and using all the rooms as, as they were intended. Right. Um, so um, that's kind of a, you know, that's when you really, like this guy with all the tools, it wasn't that he had tools in the garage or tools, you know, a tool chest in his living room, but the tools were all over the floor. Um, and so again, we're talking a huge safety hazard, right. just everywhere you can imagine. Um, and so I think that when it becomes, you know, so much accumulation that there's a safety hazard, you can't use, you know, uh, again, I keep repeating it, but you know, you can't use the space as it's really intended Yeah. in a, in a, um, you know, logical way that's, that's really the crossover point. So, yeah. and again, we had a guy, um, this is weird. Um, it was a once, it was a one, uh, bedroom apartment, uh, downtown. And, um, we found out that he had, he had three apartments. And so when I got the call, he said, <laughs> I'm going to meet you. I've got three, but I'm going to meet you at, you know, apartment such and such. I'm saying, okay, interesting. And, uh, so we show up and he's got five feet of newspapers and magazines Throughout the entire apartment, wow. we're actually walking up, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm a tall guy. Yeah. So you're talking three, four feet of accumulation. The room, you know, is typically eight feet. You know, the ceiling's eight feet high. So we're kind of crouched down in a lot of ways, um, going around. And um, it turns out that he had his other two apartments. You know, one was completely accumulated, also, and then he had the one that he lived in. Oh gosh, which was also uh, really problematic. But for that one, um, that one apartment, I think it took us about seven days, Mm. a three person crew to get all of the newspapers and magazines out of that place. We were finding, was it just because magazine with um, Olivia Newton, John on the cover. Oh I my mean, goodness. Seven, we're going back to the seventies now. I mean, in, in, in his mind had, was there like a rational, I mean, obviously like I, for us in our conversation, like it's completely irrational sure. to do that. In his mind, he was going, I'm keeping these because he liked to read. He liked to go back and read all the <laughs> stories. And so to him, it was this sort of history project yeah. where he always had access to go back and look at, you know, Chronicle from when, you know, the space, uh, he's the, his own uh, library, the challenger exploded. Exactly. Wow. Were but they then, sorted? Not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. But, uh, but that's the rationale. And then that's where you get into, um, this hoarding disorder, which has become part of the the DSM manual it for really? all the for all okay. the psychiatric issues that are out there. Okay, um, it started off I think as a subset of OCD, and, yes. and I think now I could be wrong. Uh, I haven't researched it lately, but uh, DSM but it's, five it's, now I think is the but, one. The yeah, most but it's it's, one, a, yeah. it's its own disorder, and so I think um, what's interesting too about the people that we work with, um, I think most of them are just dealing with life kind of having taken over, you know, some, yeah. there was a medical issue. There was something at work, maybe a mental health, um, something that slowed them down and allowed the, you know, the accumulation to kind of take over. Um, but not necessarily falling into the disorder mm. or, um, hoarding, um, disorder category. And then I'd say, you know, probably 20% of the people we help are actually in that 
uh, in that category. Are there are there any of these? Which is interesting too, because it kind of and I hate to cut. No, in, no, no. Go ahead. It, it's interesting because it, it's kind of a reflection of our society and how we've been taught from day one to accumulate, 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 buy, buy, buy. We're marketed. I mean, we're the most marketed to, sold to um, population. I don't know. You know, if the U.S. is number three or five or what have you, but it's it's just this constant barrage of these um, uh, buying messages, yeah. and uh, you really see it manifested when you see some of these situations yeah. that people are living in. When you're getting, you see the extreme manifestation exactly. of that. Yeah, exactly. I, I was going to ask if there's if there's ever been an incident. I would imagine you you kind of have to be aware of this where you where you have to call in any sort of government agency or legal entity for a situation that you come across? Um, it hasn't happened that way yet, but we have been called in by like the Department of Family and Protective Services. Right. Okay. And gone in under their auspices to, to help various people. Um, and then there's another, um, maybe it's changed, but there's a county authority that does that as well. And so we've been contacted by those people and helped. Well, I know you probably can't way. like talk about details or anything sure. like that, but like, why, why would they call you? I mean, what, what are they observing that they're, they're calling you to come in? Mm, trying to think of an example. Well, sometimes they will take, um, and I, and I don't under, I don't pretend to understand all the legal ramifications, sure. but they'll kind of become the, um, uh, executor if okay. you will, for an elderly person, for example, who doesn't have fa- friends or family to kind of step in. And so they kind of, they become kind of a ward of the state hmm. or the county or what, or, you know, the city. And, um, they, uh, you know, there's not only, not only there, there might be a, a, a really a, a bad accumulation problem, a hoarding problem, but there's other things that are going on that kind of brings our general contracting you know, skills to bear, you know, repairs that need to be done. But before the repairs can be done, the, the accumulation has to be removed. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be a question of mine is, is how often do you find structural repairs that have to be made, especially most, especially with, uh, with like uh, flooring and things like that, whenever people are stacking stuff and, and countertops and things that have just kind of you know, the weight over time. Most of the time. Okay. Uh, a lot of times we're coming in and the accumulation's been there for, you know, it could be, have been there for 10, 15, 20, some cases, 25 years. Wow. And so you can just imagine if something's really over accumulated in a lot of rooms, there's been no access to do any cleaning to do any, uh, you know, even get close to the walls. You know, if the paint, the paint starts to peel or drywall starts to fail, um, just routine maintenance becomes impossible. Can't do it. And so the longer that accumulation has kind of been sitting there, um, the bigger repair project there may be. Yeah. So it's, it's most of the cases. Okay. So it can't be a good sort of a lead in for us to, to do more work at the house. We get a chance to establish rapport through the, through the, you know, the clearing and the decluttering work and the cleaning and everything. And then there's, there's a lot of trust established there and we're able to kind of move in and do the repairs. But again, sometimes we're just, we're preparing the house so that other contractors can come in and do their work. Yeah. So. and, And so, so I think one of the other things that I've just really felt from you is you know, there, there's a genuine um, heart piece of this for you. Thank you. I mean, I've felt that just talking here to you that, that you really genuinely care about these people because there's something that they need and you're blessed with the opportunity to know how to help them. And so I, I would imagine that there is a good deal of um, of trust that winds up coming in and out of this. And whenever you talk about, you know, there's tears at the end mm-hmm. or there's just this extreme gratitude, which I'm sure has a lot to do with the fact that I have reclaimed something that mm-hmm. I didn't know if I would ever reclaim. But on top of that, there's probably this, I, I, I would just imagine that there's quite a few people that consider you a, a friend, a confidant, someone that, oh man, that person is like a savior to me of some level. That's really kind of you to say. I appreciate that. It's a, it's an opportunity really to, um, be kind of a superhero yeah. in some, in some ways. Yeah. Um, there could be a lot of tears in the beginning that, that initial phone call many times they're calling and they're like, I just, 
I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. Yeah. I, you know, I've decided I do need to do something, mm-hmm. but it's just so overwhelming. Uh, I just, I need help to get over that, to get over that hump. And then to be able to come in, have a conversation, kind of demonstrate that compassion and, you know, the willingness to help. Really, I, the way I, I say it to them is, you know, we're not coming into, uh, you know, to sort of implement any strict protocol on on you and you're not being forced to fit into a particular box you're in control yeah you know especially when it comes to you know we're looking through your yeah. uh, belongings okay yeah. something that you might find very valuable it may not mean that to us but we're going to treat it like it is sure and you'll see and you'll see that yeah and we're really trying to make sure that as we go through the process anything valuable sentimental important documents um all of that doesn't doesn't get lost in the um in the shuffle yeah and and seem people seem to really uh appreciate that yeah absolutely and, and i think uh along with that um a question that's run across my mind here is how many of these people are quote unquote repeat offenders? I mean, is there something that you can do or that you've felt is, is important in helping these people say, um, I'm not going to get to this point again. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I would assume that, you know, it's an addiction. I mean, there's a reason it's in the DSM. I mean, it's a, it's a problem that without a significant amount of counseling, um, I would assume this is a, I mean, this is a psychiatric problem in, in many, many ways. Yes. And so, um, <clears throat> we, um, I guess we try to be, um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? No, absolutely. I'm, I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um, like I, I would assume that, that there's a lot of these people that since this is such a problem for them, yes. I mean, they've been living like this for so long. Yes. Um, they've accumulated all this stuff. This is, and we're talking about, a you know, it being in the DSM. Um, um, so, and, and, you know, I, I don't want to, um, consider anybody ignorant here, but if if you don't know what the DSM is, it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders. I'm glad you were the one to articulate that. (laughs) um, It just so happens that's one thing I know. It's the one thing we keep them around for. (laughs) Well, it's it's mainly because my name shows up in that thing. Uh, But, um, so, if, I mean, this is a problem. It is a psychiatric problem. So, how do you get people to not fall back into the same lifestyle. That's right. That's right. Um, unfortunately, we offer follow-up service. You know, I offer to, hey, we can have somebody come in once a month just to check on you, just to do maybe some general cleaning, yeah. some decluttering. And we offer that. It's very seldom taken up, mm. you know, we're, that offer. Okay. Um, we offer, I'll offer them to, I'll offer to connect them with mental health professionals, okay. you know, that can provide that counseling, yeah. that specific counseling. And um, a lot of times there's not the follow-up. And yeah. unfortunately, we do get calls to come back and um, and and sort of, we just had a lady recently, it was, it was, it was kind of upsetting to me. It was another one-bedroom one apartment situation that had just been really a terrible situation with uh, uh, insect infestation and, and uh, you know, cats and dogs going to the bathroom inside and just, uh, and then over-accumulation on top of that. Mm. And then not take care, taking care of food waste, just a multiple of issues. And... Um, it had been about a, a couple of years. We'd gotten her fixed up. She was very happy and appreciative. And then uh, just recently, uh, she called back again and said, "I've got this. I got the problem again." Mm. And the apartment management is is on me now ah. uh, to do something about it. Okay. Um, so it unfortunately just it does happen. Sure. And it's yeah, and, and it's and- a, you know it, it comes down to. You know, you can, you know, lead the horse to water, but you can't, you know, you can't force it to drink. And right. so we uh, will offer and and I'll even make follow up phone calls and I'll check in on people, you know, especially if it was a especially bad situation mm-hmm. or I really suspect that, you know, they're going to they're going to repeat. I'll uh, try my best to kind of stay in touch over the next few months or what have you. But uh, but yeah. That's mm. a that's an issue. Well, and yeah, with an apartment that, like that, I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily blame the apartment people for you know not you know I don't want them to get on your case, but I mean like they have other people's health 
Exactly. To be concerned about. As, and as a pest control expert, you you know full well how the, you know, the roaches can Oh, they just move. migrate from one room yep. to the other. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. It's, it's almost impossible when you have someone in an apartment complex that's being extremely messy and negligent of, you know, care to even get any semblance of control, let alone their neighbors. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you do anything to control it in that room, you're mm-hmm. just going to chase them into everybody else's. Exactly. You got to have everybody on the same page in those, in those places. Not a lot of people realize that it's, it's, it's difficult. You I mean, you end up kind of chasing them from room to room. Right. And one particular episode, uh, regarding roaches, which, you know, to this day, I've, I've had my fair share of interactions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, but they still kind of just, Gross me out. Well, yeah. That's the bottom line. Of course. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. deal with them all the time. Sorry, they Mr. gross Rhodes, me out. Whatever man. your scientific name is. <laughs> Disgusting <laughs> Dilopolis. But I, yeah, exactly. I, I got this call from, actually, it was interesting. A social worker at MD Anderson was mm-hmm. working with a cancer patient who um, she found in, in visiting the home, you know, had a really severe problem, not only with, you know, accumulation, hoarding, but, uh, but a roach infestation. Mm. And so a really kind, um, um, donor, you know, to MD Anderson kind of took her under her wing and decided to pay for us to come in and do a complete oh, wow. project, clearing things out. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, you know, it was, it was great of them to do that. But it was the first time I had really walked into just a really, really overwhelming situation. I, it was one of, one of the, times when I really considered not taking a project. Okay. Mm. Right. So the lady answers the door, you know, very normal, you know, seeming, but she has roaches crawling all over on her her person. Yes. And she's become so desensitized that she's just kind of casually brushing them off of her shoulder in mid conversation. So right there, we knew it, it was, uh, this was a different type of a project. So we walk in and the walls and the ceilings are black Yeah, with roaches. Wow. And there were the German, mm-hmm. German cockroaches, you know, which I know are the worst. Those are kind of the worst ones, yeah. right? And you compare them to a wood roach or what I mean, have you. It, yeah. w- w- the way that we describe them is they're a filth roach. I mean, that's, that's yes. really the best way to describe them is, I mean, they only exist in places where there's filth. Mm-hmm. That's where they thrive. So, so um, that's where I learned how uh, you can kill roaches with a shop vac. Ah. <laughs> um, we had three shop vacs in there um, for you know a few days. It was a, a fairly small place, but they just kept coming. They just kept coming and yeah, coming I, I, and I, I coming. Want, it was like an advancing army, oh. and you feel like you know. Are you guys Games of Thrones fans? Uh, I've seen I've seen some episodes. Okay, but. well, you've got the Night Walkers that are getting ready to just. They're just millions of them. They're getting ready to overrun. You know, all these people that are trying to keep them from you know just destroying, completely destroying <laughs> humanity. Wow. wow. <laughs> and um, visuals there for sure. Yes, um, but uh, we were able to get it. Yeah, we kind of. I had to kind of steal myself to, uh, to get in there. Um, but we were able to get her taken care of and, and we actually ended up moving her into a new place, oh, wow. which was a blessing, yeah. a true blessing. And the donor helped. But you you uh, kind of casually that, moved yeah. past some numbers there that I, I want people to make sure, sure that they caught that you had three shop facts yes. over the course of several days. I'm, yes. I'm assuming three to four days mm-hmm. and there were enough roaches that you had to keep vacuuming with three vacuum cleaners for three to four days. And we're not vacuuming the floors like like the carpet. We're vacuuming the surfaces. Like the right. walls. Right. Like, if you've ever estimated like a painting job, you know, you got to estimate the square footage of the walls, yeah. the ceiling, yeah. Yeah. you know, in every room. That ends up being a lot of area. So I'm assuming like 20 gallon vacuum cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. 12, 14. Do, do the math like in your head, folks. It's pretty gross. Yeah. And then the <laughs> other gross thing was, and... Uh, but again, it, it happens. People get so ashamed about their situations. They can't, they, they end up, something fails, like the water, so the, the toilet stops or there's a water problem or whatever. And they're so ashamed. They don't want to let the service providers come in. And so she's been living for more than a year, not being able to flush her toilet. Mm. And so again, I don't want to get really gross, but you know, she was doing, a, using a different method to deal with waste. 
that was very, very um, unhealthy, yeah. very, yeah. very unhealthy. So, wow. so that was particularly rewarding. But uh, I, th- I thought, you know, if I get through this job, I can. Do I mean, anything. dealing with roaches <laughs> is never going to be an issue again. But they yeah. still freak me out. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Can't, I can't. I see one in my house. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, they're uh, they're disgusting. It, I don't know. It's just that I don't know. It's one of those you know uh, visceral yeah. uh, reactions that you just I guess never get over. Yeah. Well, well I guess you, you're over it. Are you I, no, no, no. They they gross me out. I mean, like, but that's but that's part of what makes me good at what I do. Is yeah, like I don't push stop. It. Yeah, until I'm they're gone. I think that's that's <laughs> admirable. That's admirable. I mean, a lot of yeah. people would just say, "Ah, oh, run away. I'm done." Yeah, because if I was desensitized to it, I wouldn't. I I would have a hard time empathizing with people who have a problem. Yeah, you know exactly, I, exactly. Well, it's what's funny is I've had people that are working with me run away well. from situations. I turn around and Josh is gone. What what happened to Josh? <laughs> he can't take it anymore. Right. He's gone. He's out. He's outside heaving or yeah, what have you. He's been called yeah. out on the podcast now. Yeah. He'll fix his ways. And that's yeah. not to, and, and that's not a real name either. But somebody yeah. actually did do that. Oh. Um, and I and again, I never try to make light of people's situations. Um, yeah. But uh, but sometimes you got to kind of find the humor. Sure. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so so you you've talked to us about a couple of gross things. You've talked to us about a couple of um kind of kind of weird things. What what are some other stories? Maybe maybe one or two that that are kind of ones that you tell at parties. <laughs> sure. Well, I was uh, you know, it was kind of early days. I was in with a guy on a job where um the uh I guess we were living in the, uh, working in the living room. It was just him and me. And the house was just kind of it was one of these situations where there's just stuff like 3 or 4 feet high everywhere. So we're in the living room and uh we're both kind of big burly guys. He's holding the trash can. I'm just picking up junk off the floor and just yeah. putting in the bag and we fill one up he takes it outside and brings another one and so i'm kind of getting to the bottom to where the floor is and i kind of take the last chunk to where i'm going to be able to see the carpet and uh a snake pops out oh <laughs> and it's uh it's not one of the ones that sort of just says oh hey and then runs away oh it, it, we Weird. used to hunt cottonmouths uh-huh. uh, you know in the bayous out in katie you know back in the back in the 70s now right. i'm dating myself <laughs> um but they would you know they would lunge yeah. They oh yeah they're very aggressive aggressive <laughs> exactly and this was a very aggressive snake we start screaming like little girls sure. and we run out of the house <laughs> absolutely that's our initial uh reaction and, and then, if you didn't i would be a little bit worried <laughs> <laughs> but then uh that wasn't smart because we still had the whole house left to do. Uh, <laughs> like we have this dread of going oh God, back in. Is there yeah. one or more? Is it a family? Oh man! You know, maybe there's maybe they're living like you know maybe it's a commune of snakes. There's many <laughs> families of snakes yes. living together. Yeah, and living together. Were there? Yeah, um, there were several. Yeah, oh, wow. Jeez. And uh, we just every time we're like, oh, you know, it's just uh, one of, again one of those visceral yeah uh, reactions. So Keep a flathead shovel around. <laughs> yeah, at exactly. that point you just start tallying. It's like, okay, that's scream number seven for you, sir. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you've had 19, so, yeah. I'm more a man than you are. That's right. This other time, we had a lady who, um, you know, she had a front, one of those front rooms. You walk in, and then to the right is this room with French doors, I guess a little office study, what have you. And um, it's just packed to the brim with boxes and furniture and everything else. And, you know, I didn't even know how we were going to get in there again, you know. Yeah, I have this burly partner with me, you know, big guys. And uh, she says, okay, first thing, before we start in the rest of the house, my kitty's in that room there, you know. And um, like, okay. She goes, I need him out of there because I don't want him to get caught up in hurt or whatever else. But he's in there somewhere. So we kind of wedge our way, you know, into this little, you know, 10 by 10 room and we have no idea where this cat is. And <laughs> no so we just kind of moving stuff around. All of a sudden, he's the, he jumps out right behind me and um, starts skittering across the box. And I can't let him go because it's going to be another 45 minutes to try to find this, oh. this cat. So I've got to grab him. Oh, no. And, I, and I've got work gloves on, but they're the, the real, you know... Um, 
light kind that have the synthetic mesh or anything. They're not like oh, big yeah. leather, leather yeah. work gloves. And so I grab him and I try to be as gently and gentle as possible. And he does the, this alien number where he just kind of goes, Oh yeah. And like, I'm, I've got him like this and he just clamps onto my hand Ooh. and um, I, but I can't let him go again. Oh. It's just one of those things. And I've, a couple of times I'm like shaking, you know, and she's probably thinking, Oh my God, you know, my cat. <laughs> killed my cat. And, uh, but he's kind of flopping around and finally I, I, I get him, but you know, the, the work gloves provide no, no protection, uh, protection whatsoever. And I've got this, these fangs, these oh, scarf, no. this, uh, fang scar to carry around as a, as a war story for, for a couple wow. of, uh, years after that. So. Well, have, have you ever been, been going through one and just like stumbled across something really valuable? Oh yes, yes. There's a lot of times. Um, one time we found a um, an uh, opal brooch that the lady told me was worth something like I don't know. It had a lot of opals on it, mm. fifty or sixty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Wow. She's but I have not that. found that bag of cash yet <laughs> in the attic. <laughs> not there. Yeah, you know? yeah. They seem so. to store that in a safe. <laughs> they know yeah, where that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> if the, you ever, if you ever find like that stash of baseball cards, that's the yes. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I know a guy. Oh, it's got a lot of baseball cards. So yeah, we could pick. talk after. Sure. <laughs> I sure. do like me some baseball cards. We had a, another lady um, where um, she was. Um, very vocal mm. so we kind of come in and we're getting started and uh but she is just from day one we spent probably three or four days there and uh it was another one where i, I really wanted to kind of leave in the middle of it mm. and got so uncomfortable but she was just one of she was just browbeating her poor husband to death just mm. this is all your fault i can't believe this you know blah blah blah, blah. and he's just so he's been browbeat for so long he's just kind of kind of his head down you know he's saying yes honey you know he's really using his you know his words carefully and everything but um i make the mistake of uh so there's that going on and we're having to listen to that but I make the mistake of taking a rag from like behind a couch and I'm cleaning up some liquid in the, in the kitchen and she comes out and she goes, I can't believe you're using my good dishcloth. And, oh. uh, you know, how dare you? And she's really starting to jump on me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I found this and I thought, I'm sorry. I thought it was a rag. It was like behind the couch. And she's like, you know, get out, get out. Oh my gosh. So, so, you know, we go out and I'm, I'm with my partner. And um, we're kind of standing outside, kind of letting her uh, calm down. But she is just railing on her husband, just screaming at the top of her lungs. Mm. And she's been on him most of the time. But as soon as we walk out after the rag incident, um, she um, she starts in on us, starts mm. talking about us. You know, I can't believe, you know, you brought them here and they're not doing, you know, they're, they're not, you know, not doing anything, you know, they're not doing the right thing. What have you? She's just really out of control. And so she starts to up the volume so much that my friend starts to worry, you know, dude, I think she's going to bring it. I think she could bring a gun out here. Mm. You know, oh this gosh. is not sounding, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling, feeling safe anymore, yeah. but she just kept ratcheting it up, ratcheting it up, ratcheting up. And, um, you know, finally we kind of just had to say, you know, uh, we're, we're not sure we can continue. We're going to kind of let things die down. And she's still screaming at her husband. And, uh, I don't know. It's kind of the first time we felt kind of unsafe. Yeah. Where she's she's kind of was so unhinged hmm. that um, we were uh, we're scared. Were you yeah. able to finish the job? <laughs> we finally were. We were able okay. to. We were able to kind of um, reach a mutual uh, agreement and and, and finish up. So yeah, uh, it's wow. it's admirable that you can get to you know work with someone who can be be ugly about things like that so yeah. yeah that happens too a lot of times in family um situations um what's an emotional the, situation yeah, it I mean, really is it's uh very stressful it's like moving is one of the most stressful things yeah. and so this is this is right there up up there with them yeah you know, absolutely you know. well so if if someone needed to hire you what, what should they expect the process to be like you know from the time they call you to you know having you come out getting that quote what what, what are they expecting when when you 
when they get in contact with you? I'll, I'll uh, set up a, an assessment time to just go out and visit and, you know, get a scope sort of of what we're looking at. And then that at that point, you know, I'll be trying to establish that rapport, that bridge, you know, so that uh, we have kind of a good platform to work from. Mm-hmm. And then I'll provide, um, you know, I'll, it's a lot like contracting, you know, provide the estimate go over that with them, make sure they understand exactly how it's all going to work. I try to be um, overly detailed because it is such a sort of an intimate um, engagement. And I want to touch on, hey, you know, there could be some times when, you know, think we do get crossways and, you know, it's by no fault of anyone's, you know, but there could be these situations where, you know, you're not feeling it, we're not feeling it and, you know, let's have an agreement or how we're going to uh, resolve that and and keep moving, moving forward. And then just always emphasizing, you know, we're, we're there to help. We're there to just be an extension of you. We're trying to help you get from point A to point B yeah. in the most efficient, safest way possible with as less, the least amount of drama. And usually with um, somebody who we're working on an individual level with, mm-hmm. you know, that tends to go pretty smoothly. It's when other friends or family members come in. And I would offer as a piece of advice, I would just take this opportunity to say to people, that have somebody they know that's in a situation and they really want to help them, um, there are, um, I would urge you not to, you know, it's really easy to look at somebody else's situation and kind of judge it. Sure. Um, But then, you know, there's a line that you can cross by, um, you know, kind of shoving that in their face. Yeah. You know, hey, Susie, why why are you keeping this? Just mm-hmm. throw it out. Yeah. yeah. You know, what about this? Let's just get rid of it all. That is that's just not going to help um the situation. The 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 more non-judgmental you can be in your approach and when you're talking to these folks, I think the more effective that communication yeah. can be. That's so, good. That's so, really good. Uh, so we we really um, we really stress that, and then I just go over the process with them, like I did w- with you earlier. About mm-hmm. we're going to look for all the obvious trash. We're going to try to make the walkway safer. Then we're going to get into the sorting process. And I like to say I think that sorting process is kind of what differentiates us from maybe some of the other services that are out there. Okay, um, that do this kind of work um, because it you know it is tedious, um, but um, a lot of folks need that sorting. They need to know that the stuff's not just going to be willy nilly, you know, tossed into a bag and taken out. We had this lady that we're helping right now actually um, had had an organizer come in and help her. And uh, the, the lady that was helping her was bringing a trash bag from downstairs and the, the homeowner just said, hey, can I just look in there real quick? Well, there was a lot of trash in there. That was fine. But then there was a Tiffany box in there with a diamond necklace. Ooh. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so immediately she became suspect. Not that you know, it wasn't like this lady was trying to uh, steal anything, right. but she was just not that Paying sorting attention. process yeah. wasn't there, making sure, you know, they're catching the valuables and the sentimental items okay. and all that to stuff. To be fair, so. she missed a pretty significant <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's kind of a big one. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I might, I might be a little little miffed. But it opened up an opportunity for us. Yeah. Sure. So well and it also yeah. probably gave you an opportunity to say, you know, listen, we've really got to Make sure that we're doing what these people are asking us to do. I would assume that that was just a, a good opportunity, like you said. Yep, so. it was. And I would also add that, um, you know, this issue, um, there's no socioeconomic, you know. Um, okay, no barriers level there. At yeah. all. It happens at all levels. Okay. Um, there's no other demographic, like where it happens to more people in a certain demographic than mm-hmm. others. Okay. Um, so uh, that's kind of a little something that's fascinating. I've been in, I've been in virtual mansions, you know, uh, 10,000, 15,000 square feet, you know, somebody living on a golf course, very, very nice house. Um, but they've got this issue yeah. and you're just, you know, surprised at first, but then you realize it, it, it happens at all levels. And there's a problem. So, yeah. 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 Well, and, and so, so let me take this opportunity to say that, um, you know, th- th- there's part of what we've talked about here where we, we are laughing about it. Um, it's not a laughing matter. However, you know, it, I we do think uh, that that on some level, if you're not able to see um, the lightheartedness of certain situations, you're going to get bogged down. It's going to be hard to kind of mm-hmm. get through them, right? 
And so, uh, you know, if this is um, if this is something that one of our listeners is either dealing with personally, or if they have a family member or friend that is dealing with this personally, uh, how would they get a hold of you? Or or somebody? What do you? How do you search for yeah, somebody? Because not everybody's in Houston, nobody, Texas. Nobody lives yeah. in this area. But how do they get a hold of you specifically? And then maybe if they don't live here, how could they get a hold of someone? Well, um, I'm not. Um, I I have this website called freedommains.com/slash/hoarding. Um, it's well, the website obviously is freedom uh, freedommains.com, but the the hoarding page. Um, had ranked on Google very high okay. for a time. I'd okay. spent a lot of time. It's still there. It's still findable. Um, but there's a lot of great resource links on there, a lot of really good content. I spent a lot of time kind of putting it together. And um, so, but I had to change hosting providers recently. And so it kind of got knocked out and mm. we're kind of climbing back up again. Okay. Um, but they can go to that um, that site to kind of read up about how we approach. Okay. Uh, there's a list on there, 10, 10, way, 10 simple steps to um, a safer, uh, healthier, happier home. Okay. And it really just breaks down the process much like I've, I've shared with you guys. Okay, great. They can call me directly, 281-748-0055. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, uh, Freedom Home Services. Um, and um, we also have, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, okay. But um, so does that kind of answer yeah. yes. your question? Okay. Yep. And absolutely. again, I really appreciate the opportunity to. To share a little bit about what we do. No, of course. It's, yeah, it's so been much. awesome. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really it. informative. And um, like I said, I was I was I've been fascinated with this just because it's a it, I think it's a phenomenon that that a lot of people are unaware of um, and a, unaware of why can't people just get rid of things or why did they choose to live this way? And, you know, we can say the same thing about a lot of a lot of addictions mm-hmm. in life, you know, mm-hmm. It, it started with that one drink or it started with that, you know, that one puff, um, et cetera, et cetera. And that one image that I looked at, you know, and it just, it grew from there. So, uh, thank you for what you do. Thank uh, you because so much. I think yeah. you, I think you perform that. a service that is different than just, Hey, I need you to help me with this. Mm-hmm. This is different than I need a plumbing job or I need an electrical electrician or something. I mean, this is a, this is truly something that takes time and heart and effort. So, you know, it changes the, people's lives. It does. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So thank you just, very much. Just for me personally. Um, thank you. Thank you for what you do. But it is time to move into the last <laughs> portion of our show, which is the final four. The final four. All right. And I've totally deep. thought of some really great answers. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I haven't. Because everyone up we'll until now has been it. terrible. Yeah. We'll just wing it. Yeah, I'm going to wing it. Oh, that's no. That's <laughs> totally right. Totally right. I've been winging this whole thing. So. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> all right. Well, these are four questions we ask all okay. of our guests. No problem. And um, so we'll just start with number one. What's the must-have tool you won't leave the house without? Well, as a general contractor... I would be remiss to ever leave my tape measure. Okay. Ooh. And, uh, you know, that's, not that's to have two my episodes tape measure. in a row. Two yeah. episodes in a row, we've had tape measure. And I know uh, people have said, yeah, that's not cool. You need to have a laser thing. And they're cheaper <laughs> now and all that. And, and I'll probably graduate to that soon. Eventually. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, if one of my guys shows up without a tape measure, Uh-oh. yeah. It's not, it's bad not, news. A good, bad news. it's not a good yeah. conversation. No. You know, especially but, if you're in sales. And yeah. a project manager. And, yeah. You know, mm. Or, you know, one of my uh, roofers shows up, you know, roofing salespeople shows up without a ladder uh, at a at a, a free roof inspection that we've been offering. Oh, nice. <laughs> homeowner and I'm, I'm there. Uh, so. Yikes. Yeah. So ladders, a ladder is uh, ladders a important. close second. Yeah. So unless you measure. have go-go gadget legs. <laughs> <laughs> So or you're a rock climber or something, and you can just find yeah, a way Yeah, Spider-Man. Up Spider-Man up the thing. Yeah, I used to love that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's got it. So I asked the last person that said tape measure if they had tried the new uh, VR tape measure, like on the phones. Have you tried that? 
Uh, yeah, I'm embarrassed to say I haven't. You haven't? There is a cool thing on the phone that um, it measures pitch on a roof. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You just set it. And I took me a while to figure it out. I felt so dumb. Yeah. But you just set this, You set your phone, actually. I was like pointing it, mm. you know, oh, yeah, waving it, it around or whatever. It uses the gimbal in the no, phone. You, to... Yeah, you just put it on the roof and it wow. tells you right there what the slope yeah. is or the pitch. Wow. So, Some people right. need it to measure the pitch of their voice. Yes. <laughs> For when they're well. singing. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut in there. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll show it to you afterwards. <laughs> yeah. How's my pitch been? Oh, it's been fantastic. Oh, thanks so much. Yes, I wouldn't you tell were spot you spot on with the Inspector Gadget theme. Oh, yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Well, now we've all sung it. You need, <laughs> to, pull out, you need to pull out your uh, guitar, Craig. We, we've got a couple of them in here. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a banjo right over there, too. <laughs> but you mentioned <laughs> something about questions. Yeah. Other questions. <laughs> we have a second one. <laughs> There's a, number two. <laughs> number two. Good segue. <laughs> all right. All right. What's a job you've walked away from? So it could be a career if you want, but, uh, you know, maybe there's a job around your house or uh, something like that that you've said, you know what? I got into this. I, I just can't. I don't want to do it. Well, unfortunately, it's a it was a hoarding project that okay. we had, and there was a lot of family members involved, mm. and there was a lot of drama. Um, there was Too just, we could never, yeah, we could never satisfy. And I try to a really, I'm not trying to over pat myself on the back, but, um, that we had gone far exceeded. We were truly trying to help them out, you know, with their budget and what have you. Um, but we had far exceeded our contracted time and, you know, the money that had been paid. We'd gone over that by probably a week and oh, wow. I, I had a couple of people on this plus myself. But um, they um, they were just they were not happy uh, for a variety of reasons, and um, I finally just had to say, you know what, I'm really sorry we weren't able to, you know, get it done to your satisfaction. But I've got to I've got to say this is this is all we're you know this is we're pretty much done now. Yeah, because there had been so much bad will, you sure. know, just so ill will, what have you, and um, you know, when they unfortunately, I, I feel like we just. Again, we went way overboard to to make them happy, but there's as we all know, as business people, there's some people they're just not going to be they're sure. not going to yep. be happy. So yep. I hated to do that. There was a lot of threats, you know, legal and all that good stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm for okay, yeah, I understand. But yeah. but again, I just had you know, and it, it had gotten to the point where it's really demoralizing to my team. And when I saw that, that's kind of what set me over the. What sent me over the edge? So I tried mm. to be, I tried to be very dim- diplomatic about it, but it was a definite we're done. Sure, yeah. kind of a thing. Okay, so. all right, great, uh, or not great. <laughs> Third question. <laughs> Way to listen to the answer, Kev. <laughs> what, what did he say? All right. Uh, third question. Like me, it's like I'm sorry. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was listening. Okay, fine, whatever. Third question. <laughs> How do you wind down at the end of a long day? Well, my I've got four daughters, you know, ages twelve to eighteen, and they, laugh, and they laugh at me. But um, over the last year, I've become absolutely. I, was, I wasn't ever a big video game person okay. growing up. Um, do you remember in television? Television. That's probably yeah. No. I'm really dating myself, but that was like <laughs> that was like a, that's like a brand, it, isn't yeah, it? Should have been a Sega. Okay, it yeah. Been a, uh, a Sony or something, mm. but it was oh, television, it, and I, you could I, play on your television. And uh, okay, yeah, it's really. Yeah, archaic. But anyway, um, archaic. But, uh, archaic. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Just, just old. Um, but uh, but I recently got hooked on PUBG. You know okay. the, the the single the single shooter yeah. shooter game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just every night, I've got to have at least okay. You know, forty minutes of being killed immediately upon landing <laughs> in the in the in the play zone. Yeah. Or maybe you know getting off a few shots. Okay. Uh, I'm not very good. No, but it's uh, a release of energy. For it sure. is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Great. You know, hey. it's it's you know it's my way of getting back at all the the really bad Houston drivers that I deal with every oh, day. Oh man. Yeah. Don't <laughs> get me started. There's plenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even if there were a lot of really good drivers. And, and there maybe are a few. There, there's so many here. <laughs> there's got to be a ton of bad ones. So. I had, I had, I hate to just real quick. On the way here on 2920, mm. I'm in in this huge line at the light, and this little bitty car comes out of nowhere and wants to nose in, but I have no way to back up. Ah, right. So I'm like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to the bank to get money out of the ATM. Mm. 
that little car ends up following me. Oh no. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> Whoa. what, what is this going to be? Wow. And so I pull up to the ATM, this little car pulls up, you know, the window goes down and it's just a sweet little girl, you know, probably, you know, early twenties, whatever. She's like, Hey man, you know, what, what what's the deal? Why didn't you let me in? Oh my I'm like, goodness. I had no way of backing up. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're really sorry. Yeah. You almost caused a major accident. He's <laughs> really sorry. Or she's like, he's really sorry to her friend, rolls the window up and drives off. Really? Yeah. Wow. That is. But it could have gone so many other really, really bad ways. (laughs) You know, if you're going to get harangued and somebody's going to do road rage, that's how I'd like it to be. I was going to say, you you, you were probably (laughs) on some level, it's like, I just got chewed out by a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But I get chewed out by little girls all day. All day. My girls just do not let me give me an inch at all. (laughs) I saw her coming a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. She ain't got nothing. All right. Number four, last question. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Oh, you know what? You told me that in the beginning that that was going to come. And uh, and I really got to think about that one. So best pieces of advice. Well, in business, um, I learned, I was told by a a kind older gentleman that um, just doing business on price alone is the quickest way to go out of business. Mm. Mm. So if you're always competing on price alone, is a, is a really good way to go out of business because there's always going to be a guy that's out there willing to do it cheaper. Yep. That's not to mean that we are the most expensive, sure. but we charge reasonable, fair and reasonable rates for what we do yeah. because I believe we're really providing a, a real value. Yeah. Um, and so any you know, budding business people out there, I would, I, I would, I would say, you know, shoot for being a, uh, a more of a premium service. Yeah. Yes. You'll end up doing fewer jobs, but you'll make more money. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you probably have customers. better better customers. Yeah. And I learned that in, in made doing maid service. Okay. That's really where that came to bear. So Yeah. Well, listen, it has been a pleasure to Thanks have you so on, on the show tonight. And, uh, you know, I hope um, our listeners have, have gleaned something from this. And, I hope uh, so, too. Uh, if nothing else, you know, had a little chuckle from here sure. to there. Um, so, Craig, you got anything else you want to mention? Yeah. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook. Follow the Instagram. Follow the that. YouTube. You yep. can even hit us up on Twitter, although we're never there. <laughs> but if that's your thing, you What's can... Twitter? It's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ask Jack Dorsey. That's right. Um, but yeah, you can you can find us and you can always reach us at info at homeownershow.com. You can also go to homeownershow.com and get all the up-to-date information as well as that DIY calculator that's just super helpful yep. if you got a project you want to get done. Uh, I think that's it, Kev. All right. Well, uh, we're here every Tuesday with a new episode. I hope you're uh, telling your friends. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time. See you.